welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Brianna Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to stay calm and we're going to talk about managing your emotions at work. And I guess the automatic reaction to that is that we think the negative emotions, but it also might be the positive ones. It might be excitement, it might be enthusiasm, it might be celebration, but we want to talk about managing your emotions at work without becoming wooden, of course. Yes, and that's the key bit, is, is about managing your emotions, not being in control and pre-planned every emotion, so you're just a robot. Um, you are a human being, we all are, and I think it's more about how do you want to come across, but the natur- naturally as well. And when it comes to the negative side, yes, you do have to be more disciplined and do it in a, in a way that will reflect what you're trying to convey. First of all, few people ask, well, how do you, when you're really angry or something is repetitively happening and now you're at a meeting and this happened before and we're going around in circles and somebody's still not telling the whole truth or whatever it's, it is, how do you deal with that without sounding like you the bad guy, you the negative person, etc.? A couple of things. We all have to find a solution that works for us. There's not one size fit all. <laughs> the first thing is understanding your own triggers. Is it what makes me want to jump and do something positive or negative? And how do I really need to jump up and, and clap Right this very minute, is it an appropriate time? Do I need to stand up and shout, this is not right, and I will not put up with it? Again, it's not changing your mind. It's not. It's just the way you deliver it. And then somebody asked me directly, but Fumiana, how do you do it? And I said, okay, well, I actually found one thing worked for me very, very early in, in my career when I was more involved in industrial relations. And... Whatever you said and however you said it came back at you. And no matter how everybody else reacted, you as in charge of that area had to be above reproach. So what what I always thought whenever I'm talking about any topic, I imagine it's being videoed and going to be played at the industrial court. And that kept me on track for, A, did that factual, legal, all of those things... But more importantly for me, is that showed the best of me? Or did it take a glimpse of when I'm angry and irrational and losing control? Or did it take me at a point where I'm putting it all on and I'm all plastic? Or did it show the best of me, appropriate for the occasion or for the topic? And to me, that centers me, that makes me wanting to be the best of me regardless of the circumstance and to be complete. But having said that, I've always maintained to stay as true to myself as possible because at the end of the day, I'm not there just as Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of Hollywood as in the recording, but authenticity and ethics are very important. I think it's an interesting example because if we think about it, whenever you react regardless of positive or negative, someone is watching. Someone is Mm. always watching. Whether you're sitting in your office on your own and you've read something in the email and you bang the table, someone is watching somewhere. Someone knows that happened, whether they hear the bang, whether they're just walking past the office, whether they're sitting outside watching your reaction. 
a snapshot is taken and, and they make a judgment call. So you should always have in your mind, I think, that someone is always watching somewhere. That said, you also need to think about why you react that way. And I'm very big at the moment on on delving further into our reactions and why. So if we're feeling anger, what what is that anger really made up of? Is it is it frustration? Is it disappointment? Is it fear of failure? What, what is it that is causing the anger reaction? And break it down into those component parts so that you understand what the trigger is and then you can address the trigger. Because if you just say, oh, I get angry, but why? Why is it? You know, I know for myself there are certain people in organisations for which I play a, a significant role where I will sit in a meeting and as soon as they start to speak... I can, I can feel my hands clenching. I know that I am irritated by this. And why am I irritated? And when I started to think about it, when I came away from the last meeting, thinking, this is, you know, why am I doing this? I'm wasting my life by reacting this way. Why am I letting them have the power, that power over me? I wouldn't let them drive their car over me. So why am I letting them drive their mind over me is the way it was designed to make me think about it. When I looked at it, what was making me angry immediately was frustration, was that they were going back over things that we had discussed previously, that I felt had been resolved previously, that the minutes indicated had been resolved previously. And that was the trigger. So if the minutes said it had been resolved, my answer to them was simply, we'll stop the discussion there because we have discussed this before it has been minuted before and how about we go back to these minutes outside of this meeting and see if anything else needs to be brought up at the next meeting that is different to what we've already discussed and resolved. And by doing that in a calm and measured way and not and I, I have to admit I couldn't look at the person when I did it. I had to look down at my minutes because I thought if I look at you I'm going to kill you. No, not really, but uh, yeah. but I wouldn't be able to yeah. deliver it in the same tone of voice. Then that got me through that situation. And what it did was tell the rest of the meeting that although they were, some of them too were feeling that frustration and that irritation, there was the resolution. They didn't need to react to that situation anymore they didn't need to add their frustration to my frustration and let the meeting be tainted by our reactions to that particular situation so it's about thinking about why you're reacting that way why is that emotion whatever that emotion is and if we look at uh, from the positive side of things so you get some really good news you get a notification that you've got some grant money let's say and this is a big deal because it means that you can do a whole lot of things that you didn't know how you were going to be able to do. And so you're excited and you're happy. Same thing, same thing happens. Someone is watching. Someone is yeah. waiting to see what your reaction is. And certainly the positive reaction is going to work better in a work mm. environment than the negative one. But it's not always appropriate to, yeah. be, to be jumping for joy at money coming into an organisation when there are other more immediate issues that people are dealing with around you. So again, it's a tempered approach. You can have your immediate reaction, but then you've got to think about how you talk about that reaction and that emotion and that excitement and that positivity and how you address that and, and pass it on to the rest of the team. You also got to consider timing. 
you're within your rights and everything to say it here and now, for example, positive or negative. But you've got to think, is this the best environment? Am I going to get the message across? Are they preoccupied with all these three other things that mm. maybe I can do it another time at the next meeting or one-on-one or whatever to deliver so that the topic itself will get its full attention? The other thing is, if you're angry, you can still show emotion of anger, yeah, yeah. and you should. You shouldn't. They shouldn't. People will not believe that you never get angry. But I think it's important if you again do it at a time when you have chosen what made you angry. Go through that process that we've just been through, and then say, okay, how am I going to articulate that? How mm. am I going to deliver that? And that will vary from group to group, from individual to individual. The use of words. In feedback from others, they may have said to you, I don't like it when you're unhappy because you've got this way of talking or you've got these words you use. Take those on board and find other words that are, mean exactly what you want them to mean, but they have a lot more impact and they have a lot more acceptable to, to, to the listener. They get your message, but it's not acidic and it's not a turn-off. And you need time to do that, because us as human beings, when you're angry, it just comes out. (laughs) That also plays into the making sure that the group are aware that you don't hate them. Yes. You're not angry with them, you're angry with the situation, Situation. or the way it's being handled, or whatever it is. But it's not a personal thing, it's a business thing, and, and that's a very hard thing to differentiate when you're at the receiving end. Of the anger because you you might be part of what has is causing there you might be part of the situation but you need to be able to take a step back from that and say well here is the situation this is my contribution this is not working or it's not meeting with approval whatever it is you know what is it that I can do to be part of the solution and yeah. really we need to always take a step back regardless of which side of the the emotion we're on and put things at arm's length and say, okay, let me look at this objectively and carefully and clearly. And if needs be, I'm a great list maker. So it's always, for me, it's always, let me write down the two columns. Let me do positives and negatives. Let me see what really is the issue. And often when you do that, when you actually have to write it down rather than verbalise it in the groups that I work with, it turns out that there's only one or two things that are not right with the situation and you can address them when they're written down I find you can address them more easily or you can find people who can address them more easily in delivering information good or bad you've got to know the recipient's style I have lots of discussions with mentees and accountability partners about what happened when you've got bad news to tell your boss or your colleague and they don't like bad news. They can't handle bad news. Mm. And it causes a lot of aggro. And they just like harmony. They like good news stories, etc. And I think, again, you've got to know the person, so it's not one size fits all again. But the first thing to do is, why don't they like it? Because there's just another problem put on their table or another thing going wrong in their department or, or whatever makes them look bad. And then some people will err on the point of not telling them until the problem is resolved and that causes other problems because then they get you know, they find out by someone else and there's a surprise and make them super angry 
So the best thing is to look at, do a situation analysis. What is it that I've got? What am I trying to tell my boss or my colleague? What style are they? And no matter what, I'm going to walk out of there with a complete story, giving them the whole story and reaching them, minimizing the anger. And by doing that, say, go in and say, this is the situation. I am telling you not because I'm telling you there is a problem. That's for your information. We're at the stage we're investigating the root cause. We then got um, a process in place to look at what the solutions are. I want to keep you informed throughout the process but not involved. I'll do that and we've got targets and deadlines and, and who's involved if he or she wants to ask. But just tell them that you've got a problem but what you're doing about it. And it can be at any stage. But this, in most people, me in particular, like to know the minute you know and then I'm your partner to solve it and not to beat you up about it and then we'll deal with um, whatever we need to deal with. And I think that seemed to work more if you have come in not being nervous yourself yeah. and if you know that that person is going to scream, shout or however they behave, well, the fact that you know that Prepare yourself yeah, and, right. and minimise it by sticking to the facts. And you know that that's their reaction, that's not you. Yeah. Yeah. That's just what they do and that's yeah. just their way of dealing with it. So just keep that again at arm's length and yeah. let them do that, let them have their reaction mm-hmm. and then say, well, here's what's happening, here's yeah. what we're doing about it. And I think too that that would sometimes give them the opportunity because that, that's almost a good news story. Mm-hmm. It is almost what they want to hear is that, yeah, there, there's this thing. And we're doing this, you know, so yeah. it's not bad Solution. because there's yeah. there's no there's no mm. reflection on them at this point. There, mm. There's just things are happening and so I'm just knowing about it. But it also gives them the opportunity in some cases to say, okay, well, what can I do? Yes. Can I be involved? Yes. You, know, you let me know if I need yeah. to take it further, if I need to do this sort of negotiating yeah. or if I need to contact yeah. these people. And so it gives them an opportunity to be involved yeah. but not to be solving it. And it depends on your relationship and how you work together and each relationship is different. The person would know whether to say, have you thought of, or mm-hmm. you think, not too early in the process, I know Kim would have thought about all of that. I wouldn't say anything yet, but when I'm with Fuliana, we do it differently. Yeah. She'll tell me what she's thinking as she's thinking, and I'll give her what I'm thinking as I'm thinking. Yeah. So, again, you do that based on the relationship, on the styles. All right, well, I think we've probably covered uh, emotions up to this point. So we will leave that with you to think about. I'm Pimbali Shuspuliano. I was born, and this is Inside Exec. <laughs>